Hey everyone, <laughs> this is Vicky Smart, your host. Happy New Year. Welcome to 2020. Welcome to the next decade. Wow, it has been a hot minute. Um, can you tell how excited I am to be back though? I am super, super excited. It has been such a long time, so much longer than I expected or I planned. Um, but you know how it is, you know, life happens. But, you know, since I've been gone, I have been working um, on my actual day job, my nine to five. I have actually qualified as an accountant now. So your homegirl is an ACA qualified chartered accountant. And that was just such a milestone that I really wanted to get done. So that's what I've been up to over the past couple of months, as well as other projects that hopefully would be released in due time. Um, but no, it has been a hot minute. I am so excited to be back. Um, I hope that you guys had a great Christmas. I had such a fantastic time. I went home to Lagos for the break. So for just two weeks, um, I was back in the warmth um, of, of Lagos and it was just fantastic because 2019 whew, was a year. <laughs> I feel like everyone I've spoken to has admitted that, you know what, let's just, let's just put this one down in the books. It's like, you know 2019 was that year but um no I'm really looking forward to this year and more importantly this decade a lot of reflection has been done um and just setting my intentions and setting like you know long long-term goals and hopefully I would be able to help you guys hit some of your long-term and even short-term financial goals because that is what we do on the Safe Spend Invest podcast um before I get started into the next episode just a little bit of housekeeping why don't we um so you might know that the last season um of the safe one of us podcast i have been doing once a week podcast now i'm going to sort of switch things i was going to say switch and switch things up but it's actually down i'm going to be doing the podcast a little less regularly i'm playing on every two weeks to once a month so depending on things and you know what you guys think um we'll go from there but that's just so that I can help you guys better I can produce better content and really really you know deep dive into the things that are most pressing um and I really do want to partner with you guys on this I want this to be a joint and collaborative effort so if you do have any questions or if you if you even just want to be part of the podcast then that's something that I'm always open to as you know um so yeah that would be the format that we would have going forward um yeah and I think that's that's really it some episodes as well might be shorter I'm also going to try and get a couple of guests to come on as well so if you do have suggestions on who you would like to hear from or any of your other favorite personal finance bloggers um podcasters then do send them to the way of the safe spend invest podcast and I will hopefully get that done um but yeah today's episode I think it's one that is a little bit underrated especially coming into the new year everyone is always coming into the new year with a high and rightly so I feel like new year you know 
gives you a fresh look and you know an opportunity to start things over and indeed you know here I am starting quote-unquote restarting um you know the podcast again after being gone for what nearly six months um so I do really really love the new year I love the spirit of the new year I like you know that warm feeling that you you get when you're coming into a new year um but what I've realized over the last couple of years especially as you know as an adult and stuff (laughs) um is that you know the new year high wears out at some point usually actually between the first quarter of the year you know dare I even say sometime by the end of January you know all that new year high would be fizzled out as people go back to their lives and their routines and if you have not planned to do things differently than you have done before then you know it's not automatically going to come so today what I think um is important to talk about is dealing with setbacks and emergencies and specifically dealing with financial setbacks and emergencies because coming off from 2019 there was so much that happened so much went on um personally and even just again talking to loads of you loads of other people about how they felt they did financially I feel like some people you know smashed it out of the park hit all their goals and that was amazing and I'm super proud of people who actually stuck to their plan to the T you know it was so amazing seeing like people buying houses hitting their savings goals being able to say they made their first investments and all those great things that I was definitely cheering on and rooting you guys on for but so many of us had financial setbacks uh, myself included and you know it was like whoa (laughs) what do we do here what's going on I was able to bounce back off it um just from the the nature of the kind of person I am but so many people that I've spoken to have just said you know once they hit that setback um they were they felt stuck in ruts a lot of people just stayed stuck there they didn't move forward or they didn't even know how to move forward a lot of people threw in the towel um And you know what? I don't blame them and I don't blame you if you're one of those people because I know that it's tough. You know, finances are such an important part of our 20s and our adulthood and not a lot um, gets gets spoken about. Um, You know, we talk about everything else to our friends apart from actually what's going on in our finances. And that's hopefully something I want to work on this year in terms of bringing more visibility and accountability when it comes to our personal finance and actually making sure that we're more comfortable with talking about money. The reason I started the podcast, you know, was literally so that we could all get a bit more comfortable with our money and talking about money in different forms, talking about how we're saving, talking about our spending habits, talking about how to make better investments, what to invest in, and not just having these one-sided conversations, which is why I said, you know, I want to get as many people on board as possible, but even, you know, being very accountable accountable to one another not just even me but even to your friends to your family and making sure that you know you have as many people on board um, to help you hit your financial goals because I do believe that you know something powerful happens when we all come together and we're collaborating and we're working towards you know shared goals and things like that so that being said you know we're going to talk about how to deal with financial setbacks and emergencies So the first thing I'd say is that financial planning is a really good way of planning for your financial house, especially at the start of the year. Like, you know, the phrase that says plan to fail. Um, If you fail to plan, then you're planning to fail. And I definitely believe that is especially true for your finances. If you don't have a plan, then it's like, what are you doing? Of course, things are going to, you know, come and kick you in the rut if you didn't prepare for it. So financial planning 101 is important. Um, however, I think that, you know, when the new year highs become low, 
the question then comes about where it's like do we have enough stored in our tank to keep us afloat have we already prepared for those emergencies for those things that we didn't think was going to happen but actually the way life is set up is that so many things we didn't think you know were going to happen actually happens and it's like okay how do you deal with that right so in this episode I'm going to be talking about that and how to foolproof your financial plan. So the first thing that I'd say is when you're foolproofing your financial plan and how to deal with um, you know, setbacks and financial emergencies is first of all, set your intentions. We all know the phrase begin with the end in mind. So one of the things I've committed to doing and I've actually done earlier um, when the year started was to sit and actually reflect on the elements of my life that are most important to me. Um, I think from like half two um in 2019 so from like july onwards you know i really started doing deep dives into what is most important to me how can i best plan my life my finances around the things that are most important to me so for example i identify that traveling was most important to me um you know self-care is important to me being around my friends and family you know those things are important to me so you might not see me going out as much or eating out as much because you know i i can say i'm a foodie because i just generally like food but i don't really think in the grand scheme of things food per se is most important to me what's most important is either going out to eat with friends or cooking and having friends over because i'm trying to build those relationships and maintain those friendships so it's important that, you know, as you are foolproof in your financial plan, you are setting your intentions and you're thinking what is most important to to me um, or to you rather. So before you blurt out and say like, oh, you know, food is most important to me, actually think like, is it the actual food that you're eating because yes that can be important to you but maybe underneath that is the relationships you actually like being around people you actually like you know going out with friends socializing that is what's most important to you so you know have a really good think about that question um where do you find yourself spending the most money and again people might be drawn to say like obviously food or rent um but i, I you know i really want to encourage you to think deeper um and actually think like if food and rent are taking up majority of your money and those are actually not that important to you, then, you know, why are you spending most of your money on that? And is that a result of your lack of planning rather than them actually um, being most important to you? So, for example, setting your intention looks like saying this year I intend to travel to four new countries because travel and relaxation are important to me. So that way you are both you're linking a goal with an intention, which I think is so important because goals sometimes can seem so far-fetched and goals, you know, we might not be able to track them or we might not be just very conscious of them. But if you have a goal and you're setting an intention with that goal and saying like, okay, this is my goal. I want to travel to four new countries, one each quarter. But your actual intention is that relaxation is important to you. Travel is important to you taking time off, um, going away, learning, you know, new language or experiencing new cultures. Those are the things that are important to you. That is your intention. And so whenever you're spending or you're saving money or you're even planning for things, you know, you would always have your intentions coming back to the forefront of your mind. And that in itself would then feed into your subconsciousness. And I think that's so important. And that's such a powerful tool that not a lot of people know about when it comes to money, actually setting what do you intend for yourself? Not just saying, you know, lofty goals, like I want to take 20K or 10K, which is great and all. But again, you can be very disconnected from those goals if you're not setting your intention 
of, oh, I want to use money to help those around me be better. I want to use my wealth um, and be a resource to other people in this area. Um, I want to use my wealth to build a businesses so that I can, you know, I, I don't know, improve employment where I am and things like that. So very, very important. Number one is to set your intentions. Number two in this one, I cannot stress enough. And I say this with all love, <laughs> but guys, we need to be realistic when we are planning our goals. A lot of the reasons why people hit, you know, financial setbacks and come up with emergencies is because we've set ourselves some audacious goals. And I am absolutely 100% here for you know setting big goals and you know let your dreams scare you and things like that but honestly there there is a very fine line between setting those big goals and also being realistic and you know there's something to be said about okay but what if your goal is too realistic you know so that you can actually hit it and you know nothing happens yes but even with your goals you have to have a sense of I don't know, just bring reality into it. So for example, going back to the, I want to travel to four new countries, um, one each quarter goal, you know, realistically, can you afford to travel to four new countries? You know, if you're saying you want to go international, if you're in, if you're in England and you say, oh, those four countries have to be international, you want to go to Bali and Thailand, um, and then you want to go to Jamaica and America, you know, those are a lot of money, right? Those trips will cost a lot of money rather than say four euro cities um, or countries so I think that is so important to be realistic because you can hit a financial setback if you get frustrated when you don't hit your goals right I've, I've, I've been in situations and I've also heard of people being in situations where you set a goal and because you didn't hit that goal maybe you were like even 80 or 90% there of the way, but because you didn't get to that 100%, you completely disregard everything else that you've done. You know, you sort of put your hands up in the air and be like, you know, what's the point of this? Um, and that's not what you want. I personally find it very frustrating if I don't hit my goals because um, they're too big and because they're unrealistic and it, it was just, you know, quote unquote, impossible for me to do. You know, I cannot be working you know, a really tough job with really long hours, not great pay, you know, don't have a side income and say that I want to travel to all these countries. Like, how is that going to work out? You know, instead of being inspired or motivated to go for those goals, what you end up with is actually frustration. You can be depressed. You can be angry and sad about the situation because it's, oh, here are all the 10 million things I want to do, but actually you're so constrained with your resources. And, you know, as much as you want to push and push yourself and motivate yourself it's just not going to happen so guys again I say this with love when you are planning your financial goals do you know have ambitious goals but also make them realistic make them you know long enough that you can stretch further to reach them um you know in terms of like you can push yourself and you know that you can actually go for it and get it um but don't don't make them such that you know quote unquote I actually have to kill myself to get to towards that goal that is not what we're trying to do here Okay, number three is you want to work backwards. So if you intend to save £10,000, for example, in this year, you need to be saving about £850-ish um, pounds a month. And if you can't make that monthly because you have too many expenses, then you need to either lower that goal um, to a more realistic amount, maybe, you know, seven or eight K or find real ways to make more money to match up to that goal. So maybe you are pursuing a side income where you're tutoring, for example, and you know that, okay, I only need five 
gigs um, a month to bring me an extra thousand pounds. You know, you actually have to have real side incomes. You can't just let your side income be like, oh, I'll, you know, I'll sell all my clothes on eBay and I'll make a thousand pounds, you know, as the shortfall. Um, because that might not happen. You know, that's dependent on people buying and things like that. Unless your actual side hustle is, you know, you're buying wholesale, for example, and selling. And then that obviously would include things like marketing and, you know, cost of sales and stuff like that. But if you are, you know, planning, you know, those big goals, um, whenever you set yourself a big goal, I want to save X amount, or I want to invest X amount, break it down into smaller goals and say, okay, how much do I need to hit? So if you say, I want to make £5,000 passive income, how much does that mean that you need to be getting every month? Or, you know, what are the ways you plan to get that every month? So you can say, I want to do more public speaking, I want to do coaching, I want to sell X number of books, you know, I want to write a, a, a a book or a financial plan and this is how I'm going to get to those goals so you need to work backwards rather than just say like oh I want to you know invest this or I want to save this amount of money that's number three number four is plan for the unplanned inevitably right because such is life <laughs> that something would happen outside of our plan and outside of our control and we need to be as prepared as possible um for for those things because you know again fail to plan plan to fail and even though there are things that you just can never ever ever see coming you know adulting is literally all about foreseeing those things that quote unquote you cannot see um and what i mean is just adding an extra buffer in your budget what i mean is you know having an emergency fund because the reality of adulthood is things like you know losing one's job having a car breakdown and all these are the large expenses having to fly back home unexpectedly um you know these things happen the older you get the more you know the harsh reality of what it means to be an adult and be a financially responsible adult actually starts to weigh in um and you need to be prepared for that you need to put money aside for that and you know quote unquote think about your future self and say okay if this were to happen um you know would I be covered would my future self be covered don't wait until a disaster happened don't wait until your car break down your car breaks down before you realize like oh I should have actually been saving some money aside because things tend to happen and that is the whole point of an emergency fund or as I like to now think about it multiple emergency funds because you have emergencies of all sorts um and we don't pray for emergencies to happen obviously not but I think it's only wise and only prudent that you actually do plan for the unplanned and and not even in terms of bad things happening even in terms of good things happening there there have been months where you know I had unplanned like networking meetups you know catch-ups with people mentors and friends that I didn't necessarily plan for in my budget but you know because I sort of had to get to it um or you know I'm one of those people that is like I'll say yes and figure out how to do it later you know I'm you know I don't want to ever be in a position where I'm like looking to the left and right like uh uh-oh you know, I didn't plan for this. Does that mean I'm going to only drink water? You know, those kind of vibes. You don't, you don't want that. So it's important that, you know, you have a buffer in your budget. And that's one thing that I've been doing, um, you know, is just planning an extra like 10 to 20% um, for, you know, quote unquote, anything that I didn't plan. And great, if nothing happens, if you actually end up pocketing that money or, you know, saving that money, then fantastic. You can just stash that to one side. But it's important that every week or every month, um, you know, you're sort of planning like, okay, this is what my month is going to look like. And I'm going to add an extra X amount or X percent just in case things come up that I didn't necessarily prepare for. So start planning for the unplanned. 
the fifth one this is probably my favorite word of the year is accountability who child when financial setbacks happen it's so easy to give up and wallow in self-pity and anger so you lost one thousand pounds or you made some poor financial choices i have been there i made so many interesting financial choices last year um but that's not enough to throw in the towel that's not enough to just quit on your goals that doesn't mean there's no points you know quote unquote saving anymore there would always be a point right but an accountability partner is someone that helps you keep track of your progress, someone that pushes you to go on when difficult situations arise. An accountability partner is someone who's in your corner to help you see the big picture and realize that even if things don't pan out the way you thought that, you know, in the end, you'll be okay. And there's always something to be gained, whether that be like a financial lesson or just means that maybe a better opportunity is coming your way. And, you know, not to take whatever financial setback has happened to heart because, hey, it's part of life. It's part of the journey. And I'm actually just learning how to embrace that process and how, you know, Deborah Chosen would always say, like, trust the process, trust your journey, trust that whatever you're going through, it's not just happening randomly. So many things um, that have happened, we look back and we see them in, you know, 2020 hindsight. But what we really want is 2020 foresight where something has happened and instead of you know, throwing a tantrum or giving up or just quitting um, on all your goals, you're able to look forward and be like, you know what, I'm going to take a lesson, you know, in this. Let me just take my L <laughs> um, and use that to make sure that it doesn't happen again because, it, you know, again, part of this podcast episode is foolproofing your financial plan. So if you are even about to make a wrongful decision or maybe you have already even made that wrong decision an accountability partner can help you to get back on track and I think that's so 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 underestimated in personal finance the power of having people in your corner who you can just talk candidly and open to be transparent and you can tell them you know what I messed up I made this poor decision um you know, I don't know how I'm going to get that money back. It might not even be about getting the money back. You just maybe feel demotivated or you feel like, oh, you know, I was really hoping to meet the savings goal by the end of this quarter and it hasn't happened. And, you know, I just think, you know, what's the point now? You know, an accountability partner can give you that that 2020 foresight and be like, you know, what, you haven't made the savings goal, but how about this? How about you, I don't know, using that experience to you know, turbocharge your savings goal into the next quarter. Um, and maybe that just means doubling down on the good saving habits that you have and trying to get rid of any bad saving habits that you um, have. So maybe like compulsive spending is your bad habit. And that was the reason why you didn't hit your goal. An accountability partner is able to say to you, okay, let's make sure that you are not doing any compulsive spending um, in the next quarter. But instead, every time you feel the urge to go out or maybe you're out, um, you know, call me or text me or something like that or take me along with you just so I can be there um, for you. So that's one thing I really, really want to focus on um this year with me and even with my friends with you guys that's out there if you want to partner with me as well where we just can have an open honest conversation about what's really going on with our finances how are we getting to our goals and if if we are that's great if we're not you know why not and how can we do better there's always there's always 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 going to be better that you can do with your money right you know even the richest man on earth is always constantly looking for better ways to um, you know, improve his finances, whether that means, you know, doing a little some, something with the taxes um, legally, of course, um, or even just, you know, putting his money in, 
you know, good investments, everyone is always looking for a way to do better. So it's so important that you grab an accountability partner in 2020 make sure that you have a plan with that accountability partner whether it's meeting once a week once a month once a quarter or you know once in six months whatever it is just to make sure that you are on track with your goals so important guys so so very important finally number six guys how to foolproof your financial plan and how to deal with financial setbacks is don't spread yourself too thin Oh my goodness, sometimes this is more, in fact, I'd probably say this is more a lesson for me because I am queen doing the most. I like to think that I have definitely more than two hands, definitely more than one brain. You know, I think I can do anything and everything, Um, money or no money. I'm just saying yes. I'm trying to figure out 10 million ways to make that yes work. Um, And sometimes, you know, that leads to disappointments because it's like, girl, come on now. How are you realistically going to make that work um, with all the busy things that you have going on? Um, But yeah, this lesson is so important for the overachiever, the over planner, the ones who are forever doing the most. And even people who don't think they're doing the most, but they're low-key doing the most. This is for you. Don't spread yourself too thin especially when it comes to your finances don't put your hand into every single thing I remember when I think it was like 2016 or 17 there was you know and I was learning so much about personal finance and so much about investments and I wanted to do absolutely everything I had some money in cryptocurrency I had some money in Nigeria I had some money in treasury bills I had some money in this and that I was reading about real estate I had some money um, in crowdfunding I had some you know so many different things that at the end of the day I ended up having to eat noodles at home for a couple of months because homegirl had no money because I had spread myself too thin and what that actually made me some people might be like oh that's great you know no I mean yes to an extent it was great but also no because my well-being was suffering okay that is not how to live a good life that was not me living my best life you know I'm all for balance that is that is so important to balance out you know living your best life but also being financially responsible so you know it is important that you be a good steward of your finances you know save well invest well well, spend well and all those good things but you also have to make sure that you are planning time for the things that are important in your life the people that are important in your life um, and just your own personal goals that are not necessarily even linked to money so take time for self-care you know take time for TLC take time to do things that you just enjoy doing and you don't have to think too deep about um, you know and that's that's a lesson um, that I think everyone could use because, yeah, you know, especially our generation, we are team doing the most. We're trying to monetize everything. I saw a tweet the other day that said, you know, our generation has lost hobbies. We don't just do things for fun these days just because everyone feels like, you know, if I'm what, you know, why am I playing when there's money to be made out there? It's like, no, chill. Like you can find things to do that don't have to do with making money or spending money or saving money or invest like just take out the money element right do just do something for you do something that is just generally something that you're passionate about or you're just interested in or that just makes you feel good you know everyone needs you know a little TLC um and yeah that is it guys that is episode two technically um in the um save and invest podcast season two we're gonna see how we work with the timing on this one but i do hope that you guys have enjoyed this episode i should be hopefully seeing you in 
eight or two weeks to a month's time. Um, if you want to catch up though with me and see what I'm up to and probably see when the episode gets launched, make sure that you are checking me out on Instagram at Bookie Smarts, at, which is B-U-K-I-E Smarts and at Save Spend Invest. And also don't forget to subscribe, you know, make sure that you are yeah subscribe so that you get the notification when this comes in you can subscribe on spotify and itunes and wherever else you listen to your podcast and share this with a friend if this was good to you you know karen is sharing you know share this with an accountability partner put this on your story and let me know how you liked it um and again send any suggestions that you want to hear because i really want us to talk about the things that are most important to you okay okay (laughs) so yeah that is episode two how do you deal with financial setbacks and emergencies i hope this one was useful guys and i will speak to you later have a great day bye